Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Thank you for coming in. This is the brighter side of cynics look at optimism. I'm Ed Larson. With me, as always, is Miss Mary Kelly. Cena and Amber couldn't be here, but I found some fucking beautiful people to join me and talk to me about drinking way too goddamn much. I got Jackie Zabrowski. I'm not drunk. I know you're not, sweetie. It's okay. I'm very drunk. And we got Andrew Short. Super hungover. I wish I was dead. Hell yeah. And Mr. Danny Tamborelli. Mildly buzzed. All right. Mildly buzzed. We got we got all of the different levels right oh, now. Oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm mildly buzzed as well. You know, I'm d- d- fair and normal. I've been drinking. We just got done with a round table. And uh, I want to say we've been drinking a lot. You know, we enjoy uh, our lives. This is what we do. So, uh, you know, let's go around and we'll share some uh, some stories of times that we maybe we uh, got a little too intoxicated. I'll go first. I used to work at uh, the Village Poorhouse, so I was in charge of all the booze. And I would say on a nightly basis, I would after we closed, we would drink about a bottle of Jameson. Hmm. And I'd fall asleep on the train a lot. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> uh, I, I went on a, a trip with my my uncles on a boat, uncle boat trip. Oh, man, I know was, how you like your uncles. Uh, I love a good uncle. And I drank a shit ton of Canadian beer, and we came into port in Canada. And I was blackout drunk, and when I came to, I saw an old couple walking together. Mind you, I was in the heat of a of a breakup. How old were you? I was probably 18, and I was in the heat of a breakup and stopped the people from, the old people holding hands from walking and told them it would never work. <laughs> <laughs> I once, one time I was outside of a Dolphins-Jets game, just screaming at all the Jets fans as they walked into their own stadium, and I had a bunch of beer, and I was trying to sell the beers for $2 each because I was poor and had a bunch of extra beers and there was an old Jet fan and he didn't want to buy my beer and I was really intoxicated and really young and stupid. I was like 23 years old and hammered off my ass didn't know right from wrong and I was just like, I was like, you want to buy a beer, old man? He's like, no, no. I was like, what are you, a faggot? And then uh, his son threw his beer at me, hit me in the face uh, with his full beer oh. can. <laughs> and I was just like, I deserved it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry I deserved We're it. We're even. <laughs> Thank you for not finishing the job. Jackie, have you ever, let me ask you, I mean, we all know that you like your jizzies, you know. Oh, I love my jizzies. You like your jizzies, you like, your, you like your vizzies. You've been around Vizzies now, right? I'm tur- I've turned to Vizzies. Turned yes. to Vizzies. Now, Recently. let me ask you, this has happened to me. When I was in uh, high school, I drank an entire 
pint of rum in one sip. I did that too. And now I just can't even smell rum. I can't either. The first time I got drunk was rum. Anything like that ever happened to you? Or is there any booze that are just off limits for Jackie Zabrowski? Or, you, or you, can you throw them all back? Peach schnapps. What happened? Oh, good Lord. I just remember, I mean, I must have been like 16, and we just had, like, it, it was like, you know when you're hanging out in someone else's house, and, like, the parents were gone, we did that whole thing. It was, like, definitely, like, a stereotypical high school moment. But they had, like, three bottles of peach schnapps. Oh, yeah. And we're like, well, it looks like they're not using the peach schnapps. Why don't we just drink this, which is what we did out of the bottle. And, like, I mean, that was, this was a time that we were drinking, like, we would get the liters of Papa vodka in the plastic. Oh containers. man, those were yeah. We get Papa. that. Oh, you get that got two, yeah. Papa. Me chills out the you back two of gallons of orange Papa. juice. Oh. You pour out half of the orange you juice. You can taste the plastic. The it beach. dissolved in the oh. bottle. Yeah. And it was awful. So it's like I was used to Papa, but then we were just drinking straight peach schnapps. And oh. I will say that, like, I mean, especially when you're that young. I mean, I've definitely been probably sicker since. But that is something that I could because technically, if you get a gin fizzy, which I made the mistake before if I'm not at a bar that they don't know me. A gin fizzy is gin, soda, and peach schnapps. Oh! And so I did not know that and I got a drink that I thought because I asked for a jizzy, thinking you know, because I was wasted, and there was peach schnapps jizzy, in there. Jizzy, you idiot! Jizzy! Jizzy! Jizz me! You gotta jizz me. Did you say jizz me? <laughs> they put peach schnapps in it and I fucking, man, I puked on the floor of the bar, but I cleaned it up myself. Aww. Yeah, so, but because, <laughs> thank you guys. I needed that, That's but it was being little. Because I just remember we were in the pool when I was 16. We were drinking all the peach schnapps, and I threw up in the pool. When I threw up in the pool, everybody else threw up in the pool. <laughs> and you know how difficult it is to use the pool screen to uh, get vomit yeah, it's out of liquid. a pool? You need to use uh, coffee filters. <laughs> I should have. Uh, it was rough. what you ate for lunch. Not a whole lot. Yeah. We were just drinking peach schnapps. Oh, my God. Danny Tamborelli. Yes. Where'd you go to college? I went to Hampshire College. You went to Amherst, Hampshire College. You're at the bar dirty, that dirty has hippie. a moose outside of it. And so which, what are, you, what are some of the awful things that you've seen? I mean, we used to play our moose bar, Bullwinkles. Mm. You know, they used to give us pictures of uh, rum and Coke for $5. I love this fucking country. <laughs> Uh, What's some of the awful? I mean, I went to a very small college, so most mostly everybody lived on campus. So mm -hmm. unless you were like the your last semester or your last year, you weren't like going to bars because Amherst, Massachusetts, would like card everybody. Oh, because it was Next. a big, it was a big, you know, big they ass knew it was neighborhood. Yeah, they knew everyone was coming. But I. Uh, uh, I did go to this bar called the Monin Dove, mm -hmm. real hipstery kind of bar, like really like. Sounds oh, funny. like hey, you got these double IPAs and fucking, oh, you know, all your stouts bullshit, bullshit. and that was the yeah, Leon Pub for us. Only bar you could smoke it in Tallahassee. Oh, see, yeah, they wouldn't. Oh, Tallahassee, Florida, they'll let you do it. Tallahassee, no, this is like two thousand one man a night. <laughs> yeah. It's like two thousand two. It's like the day before my. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say nine eleven. <laughs> no, it was like literally like a day or two before my birthday, and I went to this place underage, and I got in, and we were drinking, and uh, on the way back, uh, because I actually lived off campus. 
and and dumb dumb me was driving a little. Yeah, we uh, I was like a mile from my house and I slipped off the road and uh, went into a fucking farm and it just like snowed a whole bunch. And oh I man, could, yeah, it was like. Did you get busted? Did you get a DUI? Nope. Oh, that rules. Really yeah, no, statute of limitation says this is a totally okay story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, though, in Tallahassee, though, I went, I graduated college at 20, so I wasn't able to go to any bars in my college. You never went to the bars? I went to yeah, none of them. sounds like, you're like, you think like, oh, yeah, man, you can fucking do anything you want. It's like, no, actually, you got to do it on campus because if you don't, you're liable to I left at 24. I went to all the bars. I, uh, I went I to school. I also didn't get a degree. I was just there hanging out. I went to school in Quebec <laughs> my freshman year, and you could drink when you were 18, uh, and no one drank. Canadians. What? It was fucking what? insane. It was the least fun. I thought that was the only thing you could do in Canada. It's the only thing I did in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I had to transfer. Mary Kelly. Yes. You have the most Irish name in the room. Yes. The most Irish hair in the room. Mm. And you lived in Tallahassee. Yes. I know something happened to you. <laughs> Best drunk story. Well, I uh, got, uh, I worked at the radio station back when I lived in Tallahassee through our school, and we uh, got well, brought What up is it called again? Let's give him a plug. WVFS Tallahassee, the voice of Florida State. Evan wow. Rossi. Go check it out. Great station. So they all sent us, uh, everyone who was like management at the station, up to New York for a weekend for CMJ mm-hmm. up here. So we came here, and no. Nobody was carting us, and half of the venues that had shows at the time had, like, uh, agreements with different, uh, like, vodka companies, so it would just be free vodka all night. So we're all, like, 20. In daytime, right? Yeah. (laughs) 20 in jail, like, during the day, vodka's baby! 20 years old, our housing is free, some of our meals are covered, and we're getting free booze. And somehow, I don't know how I did it, but uh, the last night we were here, we had a flight going out at 7 a.m. And I blacked out sometime between 4 a.m. And I bl- unblacked out on the flight. And <laughs> Good I looked you. in my pocket and I had a knife and pepper spray in my pocket. But apparently and I you was- were on the plane? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh to think God. you stole it from a TSA agent. Yeah. And I'll be taking these. Uh, hey, and look, guess who's Baxter? <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, I had a little vial of weed in my bag. What? You won the day. That is definitely Damn. You could have woken I, up in a jail. I, yes. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, there's nothing like being uh, consumed by both hungover shits and anxiety shits at the same time. I was just flooded with it. I thought I was going to get tased on the flight. <laughs> you already oh, won. You're in. Yeah, you're, you're already in. Once you're There's on the air plane, marshals up there. That's true. Yes, as long as you keep like, your pants. Take it. Make sure you <laughs> check out 17B. Did you <laughs> she looks squirrely to me. I think I smell a knife in her bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's uh, my best story. That and I got super drunk when I went to go see Def Grips. And uh, after I left the venue, I found out that my pants were soaked in blood that wasn't mine. Oh. And I do not remember what happened at the concert. Damn. Oh, man. That's wild. She sells her pants. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thankies. I know I've done this. You guys ever just drink to just go under? I mean, Jackie. Mm-hmm. 
to go to sleep. You just like just go like just go. You just drink a bunch. I remember I was one time I was watching a house with my good friend Ben Kissel, and uh, we went and drank uh, a thirty pack, and then another twelve pack on top of that. And it was just uh, you know it was just a it was nice little evening that we could. (laughs) I'm in the room. Yeah. I've been listening this whole time, boys. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember the night, but I remember that. Yeah, no, we, we did it. We went to do it because they have cubes in Pennsylvania. You can buy them by 30. Right, right. They're right. big square yeah. cubes. Why not? They're Why 15 the on top not? of 15. It's yeah. big squares. And no, 30 is not your thing. Then we got, we, got the, we held thing. the 30 pack and we're just like, you think so? And it's like, oh, you better get some more. Yeah, and we did get some more. I mean, like little construction workers. It's <laughs> uh, a good so? Night. And the most I ever drank, I did a terrible stand-up comedy set uh, for Cena John. A, a terrible set. Everyone hated me. They booed me off stage. Uh, and I believe it was, what was it, 1140s? What? I think it was 1140s in that one night uh, after drinking. Oh, afterwards. Oh, afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After I mean, over the course of how many hours? Come yeah. on, you're not Andre the Giant. You're tall, but give me a fucking break. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to lie. No, he had a, he, he had a talent for buying beer from people after 4 a.m. like I've never oh, yeah. seen. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're very convincing at 6-7. Yeah, it was nice. I was very charming, too. You will give yeah. me these beers. The most I ever drank after a night of drink, 1140s. I'll never forget. It is, it, it is a very impressive feat. They were around, and uh, I don't know if you remember drinking all 11, but they were there I remember. in the morning. Yeah, I remember. It was a long night. (laughs) Towards lights. I'm trying to do the math, but I'm too high. That's like 100 beers. Was it 100,000 beers? Kevin Barnett drank 12 24 ounces on round table, like the fourth round table ever. Whoa. And he did not, he claimed he was sober as a cat. Sober as a cat is what he said. (laughs) (laughs) I know it was famously known for me. All right. Real quick, before we get going, thank you guys so much for sharing about drinking. We're all drinkers, and I know it's a touchy subject because you don't want to think yourself as an alcoholic, but God knows that we probably are. And uh hundred thousand percent. What is the brighter side? Since that's what the show is, drinking too much, throwing up, being an awful human being. Jackie Zabrowski. I'm smiling. You're smiling. Man, <laughs> I fucking smile. And the thing is that people it's like, oh man, you're always in a great mood. But the thing is that I'm a good drunk. <laughs> and not everybody's a good I'm drunk. If you. I was a bad drunk, a good drunk. That's true. I would not drink as yeah. much as I, mm-hmm. I do. And actually, true. sober, I'm kind of a sad, weird person. <laughs> so um, if I'm drinking, people's like, oh, you're always in such a great place. It's like, yeah, you're right, because I'm usually really drunk. Yeah. Nobody hosts interventions for fun drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you're the life of the party, no one will ever tell you to stop. Yeah. No. And I'm I'm going. And you know what? I'll even go a step further. You only throw interventions for people who throw punches at women. If they throw punches at men, you can let them drink a little longer. Yeah, a little bit. You still have it though. <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah. It, it might still happen. Yeah. I did almost throw a punch the other night though. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a, this is a very recent story. Just what a happened? few nights ago. Man, this Irish dude starts coming at me and some of my friends and like he thought he was 
was very uh, charming. He thought he, he like, and so he kept trying to St. buy Patrick's a drink. Just Irish, Irish like hot. after it, though. like yeah. from Ireland, from Ireland. Those guys, I mean, still, as hell. they get a whole week for that to be here. Mm-hmm. They and think that their accent can cover up the fact they're so ugly, and that's like, <laughs> it's not bad. but this thing is that this guy was not ugly, and he had a great Irish brogue, and I was with some of my girls, and he started yelling at us about how women didn't know how to drink uh. the way men knew how to drink. I definitely said like, that's oh. the wrong person. Like, is, by, the way, <laughs> by the way, for any young female listeners, that is a trap. <laughs> if a man challenges you to drink, that's that a trap. That is a trap. Can't read a room. <laughs> no, and he kept getting in our faces about it and kept trying to buy us more drinks. Yes. But then at some point in the night, started screaming in the face of my friend, and she started screaming back. But the thing is that I got up from the table. Like, I was so mad that was it was it like... Madeline? Yes. And she was like, you want to go outside? You want to fight? Because he wanted to fight a bunch of women. That and rules. then so when I stood up, <laughs> and I was like, cool. let's, let's fucking do it, man. Let's fucking throw down. I'll fucking meet you outside. But I was the biggest one in the group. Mm-hmm. So he immediately backed down and got scared. Which is like, I'm not even the one you should be scared of. But I'll take it. Madeline probably has a couple knives in her bag. I mean, she was ready to go. We almost got into a full, full uh, actual fisticuffs out front. And he was 23 years old. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. Those stupid young That guy Irish. has a 12 fucking hour hard on all the time. He's the one that got kicked out of the it. bar too, which I, I felt good about. I gotta say, I just love that he was like, I'm gonna get a lot of women to fight me and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready to go. Though. I think he wasn't ready for that. I know I've said this before, but you know the old jo- Irish drunk driving test? Hmm. This is my, one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> David Feldman wrote this joke. The Irish drunk driving test, when they pull you over, they ask you how your mother is. <laughs> and if you start to cry, they gotta take you in. But if you take a swing at the cop, they let you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> Andrew, really short, hungover, drank too much hungover last night. You're sick. You didn't want a beer. I offered it to oh. you. I practically jammed it down your throat. You said you, you wanted to recover. What is a brighter side of drinking too much? It kind of connects you to the human family because, I mean, there are cultures that didn't have, a few that didn't have booze, so you just did rocking awesome drugs. But <laughs> it's interesting that everyone throughout human history has learned how to make alcohol out of something independently of one another. Yeah. Like, everyone since the beginning of time has been on the same page where they're like, life is so fucking terrible, we need to get wasted, bros. <laughs> and when you when you drink, you're in communion with all those people who died when they were 17. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. I know that sometimes you're like, you, like, you, like, whenever there's like a death, you're like, oh man, I know that drinking's the wrong thing, but it's also the complete right thing to do. Oh, totally. And so you just gotta go. If you, if you can handle yourself, you should drink through that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to like go to work and... Like, <laughs> go fishing What's or worse? pet a dog. <laughs> Danny Tamborelli, yeah. brighter side, drinking too much. Uh-huh. Let's hear it. Um, well, sometimes you can become your own Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, to me, it's like a big deal. So in college, at Hampshire College, we had this thing called the Easter Cake Hunt where we would just like... Uh, Different houses would sponsor kegs in the woods, and there's a lot of like woods. So we'd run around on Easter Sunday with 
your however big a mug you could carry, <laughs> and you like go to different places and be like, oh, cool, we got a keg of fucking Budweiser. Oh shit, this is a keg of Newcastle. Like, and there'd be like ten or twelve, and yeah, there'd be a couple like like that rupier rules. kegs, like as like a <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> but like you know, the sober kids were like, oh, we can participate. That's nice. <laughs> Everybody had a good time. What's your favorite Bible verse? <laughs> <laughs> but isn't and it great how creative you can be? You just though? do yeah. that, yeah. And, and when it transferred over from there. To back to New York because uh, a lot of us moved to New York afterwards. So we had an Easter cake hunt the day before Easter in New York, and they used to get really rowdy. And they were always the last fucking keg was always at my apartment, oh, and man. it was just like I lived in the Lower East Side and I had like a little be- private backyard, and it was just got really fucking crazy. And one night. Um, during this time I got fucking shit faced woke up the next morning on Easter Sunday to my buddy being like we gotta go and I couldn't find my keys or my cell phone and I was like oh fuck I don't know what where anything is and I ended up finding my cell phone in the backyard and like ended up piecing together what had happened that night I had cuts <laughs> on my arms and all these things I couldn't find my fucking uh, keys to get in the apartment but I had my my uh, car keys because after that stupid thing that I talked about, about me drinking and driving, I used to take my keys off of my key ring so I wouldn't get in my car. Good, That's a good idea. Particularly when I got to New York and I used to have to go over, like, to, you know, do, like, alternate side of the street. I was like, I don't want to be drinking and driving and doing all this shit. So I used to, whatever, put them put him somewhere else. So I had the keys to get home. Didn't have my apartment keys. I get in my car and I hear, bing, 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 and my fucking apartment keys were jammed into my fucking truck oh. car. Oh. And, then, and then I like realized, like I pieced everything together. I was like, oh, I got locked out of my fucking apartment, and I had to like <laughs> climb up the backyard fucking thing, and I got scratches on my arm. I climbed over the fence, and my fucking phone was in my and I like put it all together, and was like, yes, I'm fucking Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> so that's the brighter side for me, man. Is you find things you don't even really recognize in yourself. Like no, I, I could be a fucking great detective. <laughs> no, but it just makes me think of like the creativity of being a drunk where like we used to play uh Keg Wiffle Ball. Oh, and like Keg game. Wiffle Ball was the best game where the keg yeah. would be the second base and and like everyone had cups filled with beer and so people would be batting and you'd have to try and catch the, you know, the the ball in your cup. But if you landed on second base, you had to do a whirly bird sucking beer out of the keg uh, until the next run around the keg. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's, that's fucked up. It was <laughs> great the time. best that game of Here's, all time. Alright, so now this is how I no, I was I was born to be a drunk like this. Is that I? My dad used to play beer softball, and like for a, as long as I can remember, up until I was like twelve or thirteen, every summer my dad would play doubleheader beer softball, which was like first base Dixie cup. If you get a single, you have to drink one. If you get a double, you have to drink a Dixie cup, and then you get to second base and you drink two Dixie cups. Ooh, if you get a triple, it's too. one, two, and three. And if you fucking oh, hit it so hard that you could get it like in front of everyone, that, or you know, like, a home run, like yeah, like a home run, you get one, two, and three on each base, and then you have to be at home and you have to chug a fucking beer <laughs> at home plate before the ball gets through, or you you're out. <laughs> and I watch this for like. You know, 12 or 13 years, and my dad would get so hammered. And this whole friend, there was like 20 fucking people, they'd all get super hammered. And then they'd go to this place called the Old Judge, like, you know, like old school. Like, I was just like super fucking like, oh. 
well, I guess I'm going to be a drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> Me drinking and driving and fucking hammering him down. You're like, fuck. What's your dad like as a drunk? He's a hilarious. He's he, we're all the same. Jim, yeah, man. Yeah. If you're smiling, if you're, you're not drunk, punching his thing. Enjoy that, it. That means that you have, have a good time. You know, like, yeah, I'm 35 years old and I can still have like on uh, St. Patrick's not Day. Getting fired. Last week, people were like, "Oh man, you're pretty good, man." But I've seen you worse. <laughs> and and that's like that's it. It's not like, oh man, you fucking fucked up the car. Or you fucking. Oh, you, you just told your girlfriend off. You slapped someone in the face. Like, yeah. no, none, none of that. that. Well, I'm just a happy, like, let's tickle each other. Well, <laughs> this has all been a very interesting uh, time of us talking about how to be drunk and happy. Right now, we're going to go talk to someone who is not drunk and happy and had to curb it and had to stop. Thank you guys for showing up. This has been the brighter side of heavy drinking. <laughs> Danny Tamborelli. Hi. Andrew Short. Hey. Jackie Zabrowski. Ahmed Larson. Mary Kelly. Special appearance by Ben Kissel. Listen to all the great podcasts on CCR and go listen to Jounce and the Undone Sweaters. We love you guys so much and stay tuned. All right. How are you guys doing? Um, we're back uh, with the brighter side here. Uh, Ahmed Larson, Mary Kelly, and we have a guest, uh, Mr. Ian Fidance. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Ian is a very uh, Willy Wonka... <laughs> <laughs> looking type dude you know uh -huh. he dressed up as him it was the most beautiful thing i ever saw yes thank you, you. are uh you are a sight for uh for anyone to look at thank you i appreciate <laughs> that i've been working hard in comedy on less content more physicality yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going full gallagher yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't listen to him just watch him <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy! And uh, so we're today we're talking about alcoholism, mm -hmm. and uh, you are a recovering alcoholic, correct? I am, yes. So uh, uh, jumping right into it, uh, what was the uh, what, what was the incident that made you finally uh, quit? Oh boy! Well, uh, you know, I just want to go uh, on record and correct you right there. Uh, it should be incidents plural. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they say you hit rock bottom, but for some reason, I just kept having a shovel. You know what I mean? I just kept digging deeper, baby. Woo! The my sandstone rock, rocks—they yeah, yeah, yeah. fall apart easy. My rock bottom had a trap door. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! And so, um, how long you been sober? Well, I'm coming up on uh, two years sober um, okay. in April, but, uh, you know, I've been trying to get sober since 2008, and, okay. um, you know, I would really bang my head against the wall, and uh, but luckily I got a helmet now, you know what I mean, so I it don't do hurt as much, yeah. but, um, yeah, man, I, I tried so hard, and I would get these bouts of sobriety, and then um, I would lose it, and uh, so... What would kick you off? Uh, my own self. I never wanted to blame my fuck ups or my drinking on like, oh, I lost my job, got a drink, or oh, this person broke up with me, got a drink. It was yeah. always like, no, 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 man, I'm fucking doing it. You know what I mean? So I would always convince myself that uh, I could handle it. That's like the big thing. You know what I mean? That's like the big uh, yeah. dream of an alcoholic to one day be able to responsibly handle the drink. Now, do you, do you think that there's like, uh, not to cut you off, I'm mm -hmm. just curious, because as someone who drinks every day. Of course. Uh, do you think like that you have a different chemical reaction to it than other people? Yes. Or, yeah? Yes. You think that you, think that you take a couple drinks and you just... 
it just fucks with your with absolutely. your wiring. Absolutely. My brain is wired in a way such that I can't stop once I start. And yeah. it it you know, uh alcoholism is is a disease of the mind. It's it's a disease of the body. My body has an allergic reaction to alcohol, but I have a brain that tells me that I don't. You okay. know what I mean? So, um no matter what happens, no matter how bad it gets, my brain is like a neuralizer in men in black. Yeah. And you hit that thing and I'm like, oh, oh, that nothing bad happened. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh I um alcoholism runs very heavy in my family. Okay. Um on both sides. So, you know, just genetically, uh when I was born, I just you know, got got uh pulled I pulled a card that, you know, said I didn't really have much of a shot in terms of controlling myself. And, um, you know, there, there was a period of, I would say less than six months where it was like fun mm-hmm. and even less than that, people started not wanting me around, you know, yeah, cause yeah, I was yeah. just like wild off the bat and, um, doing you what, know, like taking your dick out and shit. Yeah. Well, you know, I read, um, I, I read this book about Jim Morrison and about how he would just like get his dick sucked at the bar, like pull his cock out and piss. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know. Never going to be the lead singer of a seminal classic rock band, but I can pull my dick out and piss. <laughs> so I was just—I got kicked out of so many bars with my pants and my ankles in a chokehold, going, "I didn't piss," yeah. and I'm just like pissing everywhere. You know. For the record, now that I'm older, Jim Mor- Morrison's a moron. Oh, like, completely. He's, he's so he's completely. so full of shit. Yeah, that, that's what shows. My goal when I was younger was to be like Diet Lizard King. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I'll say, I mean, I loved, I like the Doors. They're okay, mm. you know, but like I love Hendrix and I love Janis Joplin. Yeah. But I will say that they died at 27 because they're stupid. Right. You know, they were just like, you know, how do you, you know, because I really believe that if you ever listen to the interviews with these guys, they're mm-hmm. clinic, clinically stupid. Well, I disagree <laughs> with you in regards to Hendrix. I think Hendrix yeah? was uh, supremely intelligent. I think that he just made a mistake one night. Uh, but he was, I, I love Hendrix. Morrison is an idiot, I mm-hmm. think, you know. But I do think he, uh, you know, he did go up to some sort of line. And uh, that was important at the time. But, you yeah. know, everyone's like mature, matures at a different age. Like Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Joplin, you know, fucking uh, the 27 Club or whatever. These yeah. guys, I think, were like pretty mature for their age. And Morrison was just like. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think Kurt Cobain would have killed himself if he was a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't lump him into that group. I just oh, find him like, incredibly depressed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but uh, Hendrix, uh, I, you know, Hendrix, he's very much a savant, and I, I do, he, like, he, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, with that guitar, he could make, do whatever he wanted. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, do you, did you hear about the thing where they, uh, his, one of his bodyguards came out and said that uh, it was murder? Really? Yeah, that his, uh, that, yeah, that his uh, manager, who's now dead, murdered him because he was, he got a bunch of insurance money. Oh my died. god! Yeah, oh. juicy stuff. Woo. Juicy, juicy Man, stuff. Man, I, I, uh, I was in a ska band in high school. Uh oh. And oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I brought a tape. Can you play it, Mary? Track one. Um, and so, the we recorded with a guy who uh, worked at Electric Ladyland Studios. Cool. And he told this story about how uh, one time Hendrix was in the bathroom and he had just a fucking hog on him, right? Yeah. And this guy <laughs> is pissing next to him, just staring at his dick. And he said that he looked up and Hendrix is looking at him and he goes, 
You dig? <laughs> That's amazing. I know, I know. I ruined my life with alcohol. I, uh... <laughs> All right, so getting back to it, I mean, uh, like, what were some of the things you would do that would, like, what are some of the bad things you've done? Like, that made your, that made your friends not want to call you back anymore, and you had to move to New York so you could have new friends? Um, well, I had to move out of New York, uh, and... Um, I was just, my nickname was a liability. I, oh, friend, really? Yeah, friends of mine didn't know. You know, I had a lot of anger in me, and alcohol really um, saved my life in a way because it allowed me to express myself and get these emotions out that I was hiding and festering for years, you yeah. know? And so, like, I would, uh, the only time I could cry was when I would be drinking. The only time I could, you know, express uh, intense joy was when I was drinking. The only time I could be fucking angry was when I was drinking, you know. Yeah. Ian, you have a lot of bits about your father passing away when you were young. Do you think right. that was a contributing factor? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that one of the only ways that I felt comfortable enough to, like, yell out and reach out to him was if I got drunk enough, you know, Yeah. which is, like, so sad and cowardly, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I mean, it is, but, you know, it also it loosens you up, you right, know, and it's, right. like, the gateway to emotion almost. Right, right, but, I mean, like, I, I had... <laughs> I had, I had a couple friends over at my mom's house, and we were all just going to hang out and have fun. And I went downstairs, and I chugged half a thing of vodka, and then they found me in the basement crying because I missed my dad. Like, that's oh. not fun. That's not you good. Know what yeah, I mean? yeah, no, yeah. no, it's never good to be, like, you know, playing fucking, I, I don't know, like, asshole, a car game or whatever. And it's like, oh, you're the asshole. And I'm like, who's my dad proud of me? Like, it's <laughs> not, that's not a fun Saturday. Yeah. And, well, you know, I will say that, you know, I don't, I, we know each other kind of well. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, just recently met each other like a half a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I will say it seems like you got your shit together. Yeah. In my, in my, in my opinion, I might yeah. be wrong, but, I, you know, it seems like you've really got a hold on uh, what yeah. you're going through and what, what uh, your past was. And, you know, you're advancing in comedy. You're doing really yeah. well. You know, Thanks, so, man. So what is uh, what do you think that was able to you were able to make that change? I really um, start focusing. I've, I've really been working hard at um you know, uh, working in my own personal life and just being trying to be more honest, like, hey, I'm in a bad way, you know, because it, it was very I would always get drunk and I would never admit that I was like drunk. You know, I was always yeah. like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Like, you can't walk. I'm like, hey, yeah, I know I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's a very hard thing, I think, for anyone to be like, hey, man. I'm slipping. I need what I, I need help, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I always felt like weak about that. And so I feel like uh, recently within the past few years, I, I, I uh, have really been trying to um, steady the course and, and, and continue with with, um, you know, therapy. And, and I go to group therapy and um, I, I've been, uh, you know, being able to say, you know, I, f I feel like getting fucked up is like so important. You know, because yeah. once you get it out, you feel better. You know, I used to like window shop. I used to just go to a liquor store and just stare at the booze really? in the window. Yeah. Or I'd go home and watch videos of people chugging vodka on YouTube. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I and would. Dead sober. Dead sober. I would obsess. I would completely obsess. If if I smelled booze, I would start to shake. It really? was fucking. I like I fucking loved booze so much because the second I drink it from the tip of my toes to the top of my head, I, I feel a cloak of just mm -hmm. warmness, you know. 
So every night you're in multiple bars doing comedy. Yeah. You know, you're mm-hmm. in two, three places a night probably. Mm-hmm. What is it? How do you, I mean, obviously you probably want to drink. Right. How do you, what, what do you do in yourself to like kind of say well, no? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. There's a, there's this prescription medicine that, that I was fortunate enough to, to, um, take called naltrexone. Uh-huh. And so that is, um, uh, Whereas your brain is wired to when you drink, you're like, hey, man, I think I've had enough. I'm going to head home. The way my brain is wired is it's like, nah, man, it's not enough. Keep going. Keep going. You know, and just so happens when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yeah, keep going. Keep going. You know what I mean? I go on these like these tumultuous benders. And uh, so the naltrexone has uh, rewired me in a way to get rid of that obsession to like where where I have like a wire crossed it's uncrossed it where I have like a hole in my brain that I need to fill with like dopamine or whatever it's it kind of fills that hole and I think the statistic is that only 2% of they give it to heroin addicts and alcoholics and only 2% of alcoholics in the country are on it because the majority of um, alcoholics are pushed towards uh, recovery-based programs, which I've been through, which are tremendous. I recommend them to every single person trying to get sober. Just after a while, I kept fucking up, and I kept, you know, falling off. And fortunately, I went to a place in Midtown that's um, pretty progressive in terms of their treatment of alcohol and drug abuse. And um, so I go there twice a week for, you know, one-on-one counseling and then group therapy for self-esteem because my yeah. problem is not just alcohol you know and yeah, I can absolutely. admit that today um, but uh, the psychiatrist there has they've been really good in working with me on, on my medications and you know I'm also bipolar and I fucking have anxiety I mean yeah I, you I'm shouldn't not, be drinking. Right, yes. But I'm also not alone. There are tons of people that have these things, and I'm just so fortunate that I've been able to live to get to a point where I can address these things and face them and diagnose them with the help of other people and uh, move forward. And, and you know, it's, it's something that I'm incredibly grateful for because, dude, I kept fucking up. And yeah. it's so fucking... Uh, Horrible because the people around you, people believe in you. People want you to do well. And yeah, because you, you're such a lovable person. Well, thank you. And then you, you fucking, I, I couldn't love myself. That was like the thing of it, you know. Yeah. And then you fuck up, and everyone's like, I'm tired of fucking putting all my eggs in this guy's basket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I would, I would do these things where I'd wind up in the hospital, yeah. and then the next day. I would drink again to prove that I wouldn't end up in the hospital because a real alcoholic would go to the hospital two days in a row. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. You know, like I, I one time I, I uh, on, on Christmas Day, you know, years ago, I uh, I woke up and I was like, you got to stop. You, Christmas Day, what a gift. Sobriety. So I went yeah. to my neighbor. I knocked on his door. Me and this guy hated each other. I gave him my booze. I was like, hey, man. I'm done drinking. I want you to have this. Merry Christmas. We're, let's be friends now, Chris. And uh, that day at a family friend's house, 1 p.m., I stole a bottle of booze and I fucking got drunk. Damn. And I didn't want that to happen. Hours later. Hours later. I didn't want it to fucking happen. Yeah. You know, but it was like this fucking itch. I just said, How long it. from then till you went sober? I mean, I kept fucking drinking, and then it's like, all right, I won't drink. I'll just smoke weed, you know? And then, like, you you fucking find ways, you know what I mean? And then I ended up, Jesus, I had to go to detox, and uh, I um, 
went down. I was I was friends with this guy and his girlfriend, and uh, well, I was more better friends with this girlfriend and than this guy. And they were having a party, and I was like, "Hey, can you watch my cat? I gotta go away for a while." Yeah. And the guy was like, "No, fuck you, Ian. You're a piece of shit, drunk." And my mom was there because she was helping me get my bag and shit to yeah. go to detox. And I just went into a blackout rage, and I came to and I was choking him. And my mom's pulling me off. Wow. And the party stopped. And my mom goes, my son is a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) She loves you. That's Uh, what my mom would have done the same shit. I could have been fucking, yeah, yeah, you're choking someone to death. You're a good boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You made him do this, Christopher. You know, but it's it's such a blessing. My mom told me that when I would stay at the house, she would stay up at night to make sure I kept breathing. Like that poor fucking woman, oh you know what God. I mean? And it's not that way anymore. I yeah. get to look her in the eye. It's fucking beautiful. And she trusts you. you know, how she much trusts me? How much were you drinking a day? I like mean, a bottle? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when dude, I I used to be a carpenter. I used to fucking keep a bottle in my glove box, you know. And that's not good when you're carpenter? working with power tools. I've yeah, heard yeah. this <laughs> about carpenters before. It's it's weird. It's I had like, a guy who told me I used to work with him. He was like forty years old. He was a bus boy, straight. You know, and he eventually like got his life together. And now he's now he's in the FBI. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, yeah, me and all my carpenters, we would make a hundred thousand dollars a year and spend seventy on booze. Oh yeah. And it was just like that's crazy. Well, I mean, it's backbreaking work. You're fucking tired. You're 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 busting your ass. You're tired as a dog at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know. And also, too, once you kind of master what you're doing in a way, it becomes very methodical. Yeah. You know, you're just running the same measurements, especially if you're framing or whatever. Yeah. Everything's pretty much the same. So uh, you kind of you know drink and uh, just. It makes booze makes everything better, you know. Like, what, what could you not want to do drunk? You yeah, know? yeah, especially sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, uh, so someone out there mm-hmm. listening to this, mm-hmm. uh, it's trying to find figure out if they have a drinking problem or not. Right. What would you say are some good indicators that you have a drinking problem? I mean, if you. If you find yourself wanting to stop, but you continually drink, you know, I mean, there's some people that drink every day, fucking contributing members of society. Good on you. It might catch up with you one day. It might not. I wish I could do it, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, honestly, when you start to be someone that you can't recognize anymore, you know, when you look in the mirror and you're like, who who is this dude? Who are you? You know, when you start to drink to hide from yourself, you know, when you drink because there's no other choice but to drink, you know, yeah. because your actions are so uh, irreconcilable to the point where you're, you're you're drinking to get away from the things that you've done. You know what I mean? Or, or, mm-hmm. or you're you're drinking to escape reality, you know? Yeah. And that, and, and that's like a real sad point, you know, when when you drink not because you want to, but because you have to. Yeah. You know. And um when you said your uh, your your father passed away when you were young? Right. Uh was that alcohol related or no. Was no? No. 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 Okay, good. No. But yeah. do you have But his in- his dad died at 53 at liver failure. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, his dad was such a bad alcoholic that uh I wasn't allowed to meet him until uh he got his shit together. My wow. my he my dad and his dad had a real rough relationship and uh my grandpa came over to see me when I was born and this a uh, booze bottle fell in his pocket. My mm-hmm. dad was like, No, 
you're not seeing my son until you get better. So I was seven and he, I mean, he was real beat up from a life he lived. I, I, I sat on his lap and I said, pop up. Are you a robber? <laughs> he just like had this like beaten leathery face, you know, oh. <laughs> missing teeth and everything. <laughs> just looked like a cartoon thief. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I saw, you know. I'm trying to figure out what, how to, how to phrase this. This is a brighter side. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to, like, what is the brighter side of alcoholism? Is it the fact that you figure out that you get better or, you know, like what is like, you know, like, is it, I, I've lived multiple lives, Yeah, you know what I mean? And for some reason, when I drink, I, I turn into Jekyll and Hyde, you know, the guy I am when I drink is not the, the guy sitting here before you, you know, the guy mm-hmm. when I drink, it's like a fucking scumbag and I'm into, you know, down dirty tricks and treats of the nighttime streets you know what i mean yeah and uh that's not who i am sober um but i just turn into an animal man and and i don't like that that's not the little kid that my parents raised it's not who i was you know i i moved to the city to be a fucking comic and when i drink i don't care about that you know and that to me is the most important thing and the brighter side of it all in going through the programs I've gone to, the places I've been, one of the retaining things that I've taken away is that in order to get better, you have to help other people. You know, in order to keep it, you got to give it away. Yeah. And um, it it's so important to me to reach my hand out and help others. And I, I feel so much better when I help another person. So the brighter side of this is it's, it's, it's made me incredibly more compassionate and more loving because I know that uh people struggle and yeah. and um I know because I've struggled and and if I can do something to make someone else feel better and and it's selfish too because I'm helping other people to help myself in a way but yeah. I think that's that's an okay thing to do that's I mean that's there's worse things to do as right 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 <laughs> but but I mean I, I I really do I I mean fucking you know I I goddamn helping others makes my dick hard man I fucking love it you Hell know yeah. it's it's uh volunteering is like something that I do to uh you know just kind of keep me sane and get me away from myself because I'll go on these like runs in my head but if I'm helping someone else I can't worry about my own shit Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and uh I don't think I'd I'd, I don't know maybe maybe I'd be that way if I I didn't go through all this but I think uh going through it all has kind of put a a foot in my ass a little bit about about being more adamant about it nice Mm -hmm. um and finally if someone who is trying to quit drinking mm-hmm. and has quit drinking and you get the itch and you're at a bar almost mm-hmm. every night against your choice because mm-hmm. that's your career path. Right. What are some tips? Like, what, you know, like to keep you off. I mean, like you order a seltzer. Right, right. You know, you almost order a drink that looks like a drink, right? Yeah, I always have a, like a seltzer in my hand. I smoke cigarettes a lot, which I kind of use as like an escape. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll, I'll mill about and then I'll leave and go smoke and like recharge. A lot of times at parties, I just spend a lot of time outside. Yeah, know? yeah, that's a good move. But um, more than anything, telling someone else, getting it out of your head, uh, whether it's a fellow alcoholic or someone that you trust and confide in, mm-hmm. just being like, man, I feel squirrely, dude. I yeah. like want to drink. And then odds are they're probably feeling the same way too. Yeah. You know, and you can kind of commiserate over that. And, and it, it really does help to get any negative thought you have out of your head so then you're not obsessing about it you yeah. know um, my 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 head man it's it's a it's a bad town and all the neighbors are assholes bro you know what i mean <laughs> you know and i i didn't know this about to about you until uh, last week or whatever mm-hmm. but uh i 
you know, I've, I've offered you drinks and mm-hmm. I've offered you pot in the past mm-hmm. and I didn't know and I feel guilty. But no, like, don't feel guilty But at the at same all. time, like, you played it off real cool and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, how, what, how do you, I think that's a better way to do it, but how do you do it in a way, like, people who feel guilty or do that, like, what do you, what can they do in return to not feel weird about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you it's know. it's like if I had a bunch of cake, I'd offer you a piece of, of cake. Of course, of you know, course. Like it's the I same got thing. check mix. I'm offering you guys check mix, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, I, I think people are, especially in the comedy community, every, everyone is, uh, you know, we're, we're all selfish assholes, but we're also, like, incredibly loving and, and giving. And um, it's, I totally get when people forget who who the fuck am I to ask anyone to know details yeah. about me when everyone's got their own shit going on, you know? So I'll never take offense at someone being like, hey, you want to drink, you know? But also it's not... I don't want to bury someone You're with my shit. You're cooler than most. So and, what if? Oh, thanks, so man. like, well, what if? What if someone gets approached by someone who is recovering and they get mad when they do that? Right. What's a good reaction to not like? Because you don't want to butt heads. Of course. You want to try to. You know what is? Just it? be pure of heart. Be like, hey man, yeah. I had no idea, and you know what? Let me get you a soda or a seltzer or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Don't and, uh, don't dig into it too much. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I I think um one thing is like uh. You know, if you find out someone doesn't drink, to be like, oh, what was it? What was the bad thing? You know what I mean? Like yeah. off the bat. Like what I did know? right when you came yeah, in Yeah, but obviously we're on a platform <laughs> where that's understood. You know what I mean? We're not fucking at a bar and you're like, tell me about your worst. Relive it. <laughs> you know? You were in war. You ever kill someone? <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's the number? Give me a number. Yeah, 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 number. Yeah, yeah. What's it like when a bullet enters a child's head? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, Ian, man, thank you so much for coming in of here course, and sharing man. so much with us. Yeah, and, of uh, course. You know, congratulations on uh, on your career that's oh, uh, that's thanks, doing man. really well right now, and your sobriety. And it seems like you really got a a handle on a monster that used to fuck up your life. Yeah, man, man I'm trying. You know, today I do. Who knows about tomorrow? But today yeah. feels good, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! And uh, anything you like to plug before you get out of here, like Twitter? You got shows? What's oh, up? Oh man, yeah, uh, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, if if you just go to my my website. Uh, Ian Fidance, I A N F I D A N C E dot com, or um, my Twitter, Ian Fidance, or Instagram at Ianimal, I A N I M A O. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. And uh, in the, taking us out today, oh, Mary Kelly also is here. And uh, Ahmed Larson, Mary J. Bulge at Eddie Tunes underscore or Eddie Tunes. Uh, this has been the brighter side. Please listen to all the great shows we have on Cave Comedy Radio. They're all wonderful. And I uh, love them so much. Wizard and the Bruiser really taking off. Fucking great show. Congratulations, Holden. And uh, I think that's about it. Right, Mary? You got anything? Not a thing. Fucking A right. <laughs> All right. And uh, taking us out is my song that I have dedicated to you. And I can't help but think about you every time I hear it. Yeah. The Wizard of Finance that's by right. Parliament. This is. I just want to make a music video of this song and you walking down the street saying I'll hi to do people. It. I'll do, I do that anyway. So if you film it, that'd be great. Be well, my man. Y'all be good to yourselves. And if you got a problem, go check it out and uh, talk to someone. Even if it's just the first meeting, you know, you never know. Enjoy every Put a little sandwich. boogie in your life.
Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.